Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Where are you, actually? Sorry, I'm great, Chandra. I'm, um, I'm actually based in Perth in northern suburbs, um, lovely little coastal, um, coastal suburb. So, yeah, it's great to talk to you. Oh, I can't wait. We haven't spoken for a very long time and I only I know some bits and pieces about the sort of work that you've been doing since we worked together many years ago Um, but I'm really intrigued and excited to find out about your transition into what you're doing now because I know that you will have some great little insights and that your experience and story will give some great ideas to other people that are listening that are maybe interested in doing their own transition so I can't wait to get into it. Yeah, me too. It's it's lovely to talk to you and I'm really honoured to be able to share my story. Thank you. Oh, you're you're very welcome. So what about if you start by just letting uh, us know, what is it that you used to do professionally for your career and what do you do now? Yeah, sure. So um, I've done, I'm one of those people, I've done a lot of stuff, um, <laughs> but I've been a serial um, work in radio has been my main career, which i over my 30-year career, radio has been about 20 years of that. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so I love it. I, I loved the people, um, the work. It was dynamic. I'm not someone to sit still. For, I can get very bored quite easily. Yep. So radio was perfect for me. You never knew what was going to happen from one day to the next. But on top of radio, I, um, I've i had my own bottle shop, which is interesting. Um, what else have I done? I've had I've been an events manager for a major charity here in Perth called Telefun. I did that for a couple oh, of years. Yeah. So yeah, lots and lots of stuff. But radio um, was definitely my passion. Um, definitely, yeah, the core of what I did for most of my career. Your first true love. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, I learned learned a lot about the industry and about myself. And um, yeah, it was a fantastic career. Yeah, you're you're right about it being you know such a creative and dynamic environment because certainly that's how I think of it too I I was only in radio for about 10 years and in that time agree met so many amazing people so much variety that really my work personality type thrived in that sense of as you've said you never really know what's going to happen from one day to the next I don't think everybody necessarily thrives in that but I think there's a certain a certain type of person that that uh, environment can be really um, great and exciting uh, for oh definitely it's fast-paced it's um there's tight deadlines things are changing all the time um but yeah loved it really really loved it but but there came you know there was struggles that came with that too but yeah overall it was an amazing place to be yes yes lots of lots of stories I'm sure (laughs) Yes. So then, you know, you've done these these other other things, and how do you describe what it is that you do now? So yeah, I sort of fell into what I'm doing now. Um, I've always, in the back of my mind, wanted to do. I knew I wanted to have my own business. Um, so I, I can go into it later. But basically, I three years ago with my partner, we started. Um, 
selling our own products on Amazon in the US. Oh, okay. So we, yeah, we manufacture them ourselves. Um, they're our own brand and there's a model called Amazon FBA, fulfilled by Amazon. So you can basically um, produce a product with, under your own brand, your own label, ship it straight from the manufacturer to the USA. Um, they store it, ship it, handle all the customer service and everything. So you really just don't even see the product. You just have to... Um, promote it um outside and on on amazon so yeah really loved loved doing that and learned learned a lot about um e-commerce and and all, all that sort of thing and and then off the back of that because i was doing it myself i had lots of people asking me how i was doing it so yeah, i just yeah. kind of organically <laughs> organically started helping other people and then a few people saw what i was doing and and sort of saw the value that I was giving them and, and paying me for my time. I'm like, oh, no, no, I just want to help. And I'm no, 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 we need to pay you. So I sat back and thought, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> I can actually charge for this. So, yeah, it's um, so now, yeah, I've got an Amazon consultancy as well, which I love. Great. So are you still selling your own products on Amazon as well as the consultancy or are you mainly yeah. focusing on the other hundred percent because obviously with amazon and e-commerce it's such a changing industry again really dynamic it's it changes every day so you really need to stay on top of everything and the trends and um, tactics and and um so the only way i can do that is to sell my own products but now i'm blessed you know i've got a, a range of clients who i help with their products and their launches so i'm just mm-hmm. constantly learning and constantly staying up to date and yeah um, so yeah, I still we still have our own range of products and and yeah, helping other people sell theirs as well. So it's just I just love especially helping Aussie brands. We've got some beautiful, talented people here, and um, being able to help them get their products, um, you know, go worldwide. It's it's such a such a pleasure to be able to help them do that. Awesome. So it sounds like you've kind of got the best of both worlds with having some of your own products as well as working with the clients that you've got as well. Yeah, it, it's great. It's, it's again, like I like I said before, I, it's hard, I get bored quite quickly. So <laughs> yeah, I, I love it. Just working with the different products in different niches, and yeah, just learning every day. It's 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 great. Awesome. And I really want to dig in and find out more about that because that's a whole kind of business model that I don't really know a lot about. So I'm really fascinated to find out more about that. But before we do that, dive into that. I want to find out how did this transition happen for you because you were kind of a career radio industry person with various roles uh, and that's sort of been a bit of a through line for you. And then you said about three years ago or so you started uh, with your own products on Amazon. But what were the Mm. things that led to you making the change? So you're in radio and loving the environment uh, and thriving yeah. kind of in, in that environment. But what what happened or what was going on for you that led you to want to do something different? Yeah, there was a few things. Um, it's sort of all a few things just kind of lined up. So like I said, I, you know, it's a great industry and I loved it, but it was really hard work. Um, and as a single person, it was great. We were doing events and it was fun and I could work 16-hour days and, you know, because it was just you felt like you were just hanging out with your mates all day. But yeah. <laughs> once I, had a, once I had, a, had a baby and a husband and, you know, life sort of got a bit busier on that end of the day and, yeah, it was just really hard to to balance at all I guess mm-hmm. and I just felt like all I was doing was working um yeah long hours deadlines the money 
yeah, the job's great, but the money was was and still is terrible. Yeah. Um, but I think they, but, they have some allowance in their mind that because it's so much fun, <laughs> it equates to many, many thousands of dollars of remuneration they don't have to pay. Yeah. And, yes, you get free movie tickets and concerts, but when you have a kid, you can't go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but, look, my son was growing up before my eyes and I just felt like time was passing me and I just didn't feel like I was living my best life. Mm-hmm. Um, there had to be more than just work. Also, my mum, she was getting older. Um, I wanted to start spending more time with her. So I'd sort of been looking for that change for quite a while. Right. I kept, like I say, I did a few, I kept leaving. I was trying different things and, but just kept coming back to that safety net of what I knew, which was radio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, always attracted to that freedom of my own business, making my own decisions, working when and where I wanted. Um, and, and I really, really just desperately wanted to travel. So having a business that I could literally pack my laptop and run anywhere in the world was was my my absolute dream. Yeah. So at the time, my new partner, he was also made redundant. Um, and we we talked ever since we've met. You know, we, we both just wanted to travel. We wanted to live our life and had this same passion and same dream. So we started sort of looking around at different options. And then I met a friend of a friend. She she was selling her own products on Amazon. So we sat down literally over coffee. She explained the business model to me. And I just thought, oh, my God, this is it. This is what we're doing. <laughs> So um, I was at the time I wasn't in radio. I was working as an events manager, um, part time, three days a week. Actually, doing six, seven days a week. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I met with her. So I just started. I was still working. Um, so we just literally met for coffee in February two thousand seventeen. And by first of July that year, John and I had found a product. We'd manufactured it. Um, built a brand and launched it on Amazon in America. Holy jamoli. Um, yeah, all while working pretty crazy hours. So, yeah, it was lots and lots of, um, you know, early morning, working till, you know, 12, 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock in the morning. But I just, yeah, couldn't get enough of it. I loved it. And then, like I said, um, yeah, off the back of that, um, yeah, just had people approaching me then for my help on selling on Amazon. And, um, yeah, that's where my consultancy grew from that. Amazing, amazing. And so again, lots of questions that I wanted to, to dive in on that too. So you said that you sort of always had this background feeling of the, wanting to do your own thing. Was that something that you had been aware of for a long time or was it really just at the point of where things weren't really aligning as well from a lifestyle point of view with the career you were in that then you started thinking, what else could I do? Or was it something that you sort of feel like you grew up knowing that one day you'd want to have your own business? Yeah, I've sort of, even as a teenager, it's funny, for mm-hmm. a long time I didn't think about it, but I, I think back even when I was 15, I joined some entrepreneurial program there was this project where I got given a mentor and I could build a business and so I'm, I obviously had that mm-hmm. in me um, my my grandfather owned a business my mum owned a few businesses so I'd been surrounded by people in that um, environment so when I found radio I just loved it and didn't really think about it for a while but then I guess once I had my son and you know the it was a quite a high pressure job and there was a point where it just it wasn't as much fun anymore yeah um, and that's when I just thought no I, I just felt like I needed more in my life more fulfillment I guess mm-hmm. and because I had a child I wasn't able to progress I was very close to sort of progressing to the next level but as soon as I had a child that all just went away so I was just sort of 
doing the same thing for a really, really long time and I wasn't able to progress my career any further. So, yeah, I just, I don't know, I just had this probably for the last 10 years, this real, you know, this fire sort of started coming back and thinking, okay, what else, what else can I do? Yeah. Wow. And so that led you to have this conversation over a a life-changing cup of coffee (laughs) is what I will call it. I know. I know. (laughs) Who would have thought? Yeah. But I really... I really do believe too that sometimes you've just got to be open to stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so many opportunities, and I've noticed this in the last probably three years more than ever, things come across your way that, you know, if you're not open to it, you can completely miss. But now now that I'm a little bit more aware and after doing a lot of personal development, I see stuff now and I think, mm-hmm. oh, my God, <laughs> this is an opportunity for me, yes. whereas it would have just passed me by, you know, 10 years ago and not even better than I lived, but... Yeah, I, I think you just sort of see opportunities and just got to go for it. Yes, it is a different kind of um, headspace that you can click into when you're in that more entrepreneurial business owner mindset that there, you just yeah. notice different things. So yeah. you, you mentioned that a pretty, what sounded to me anyway, as a pretty fast and steep curve of idea to being in the market (laughs) yeah and you know you talked about you know the late nights and perhaps early mornings how did you balance that because I I know that for a lot of people and perhaps somebody listening will be thinking I've got such a full-on job now Uh, I've got this idea but I, I I don't have any time what was going on for you that allowed you to find the time or make the time do you think it was just, okay, I'll be honest, it was really hard and it, it was killing me. It actually was killing me. I I was getting to burn out pretty quickly. Okay. But it was just pure passion and pure drive. I really knew by that point that this was what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I really knew that if I gave it everything, um, I could give it a go. So I, I learned heaps. I, I did training courses and my partner and I just, we worked our guts out. He was, he was, um, by this point, started working again. So yeah, it was just that pure drive, I guess, um, that pushed me through. Um, but but I very quickly realised that I couldn't maintain that. So um, yeah, I did actually decide to leave my job. Probably, uh, I was about a six to twelve months after that. Yeah, right. So you were doing the the side gig approach of of still having your um, employee role uh, while you were doing all the the Amazon um, product business and and then made the decision to to leave that job what were some of the the key triggers or points that you used as the decision making criteria to to say it's time for me to let that job go Um, I think the the job Again, I love the job, but it was, I'm, I'm 50 and run, I don't know, anyone who does events knows they're actually quite physically demanding. Yes. Um, it's a really, really stressful role. Um, and it wasn't something I'd ever done before. This was a new job for me. I, I enjoyed it, but again, it just wasn't my my thing. Um, mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I did leave that and um, I loved the opportunity and, I, and what I learned from that I was able to bring into this this business um, and, and same with anything, you always get something out of it. But yeah, it just it just wasn't me. So mm-hmm. it sort of, um, you know, John had gone back to work, and I could see that the the business was doing okay. Um, 
So I took a bit of money out of my investments. I was really lucky to have that. And um, yeah, just decided to take a year off just to chill out for a while as well and just just really see. Yeah, for you to chill out, the lady that gets <laughs> bored in every two minutes of nothing. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> So, but it was, it was just nice to breathe um, for a little bit. Um, I just, ha- I realised I hadn't breathed for a really long time, but I, I don't know if I'd advise that. If you're in a job that, you know, it's not so full on and you can manage it, I would definitely keep that income for as long as possible, Yeah. Um, especially in a product-based business. I very quickly realised you need money to scale. You know, it's not something we can take money out of straight away. So there was lots and lots of lessons um, mm-hmm. along the way. But yeah, I think I was just do- in, a, in a job at that point that I wasn't loving. Um, um, I have gone back into radio and um, just to supplement my income along the way. Um, mm-hmm. So after I had that year of just focusing on the business, yeah, I went I went back to radio just to get a little bit more money behind me. Yep. We had some challenges with the business as every business does. <laughs> challenges, learnings, whatever you want to call them. Yes. That was what prompted me really. I, I was just in a place and mum, my mum had had, you know, she she was, I could see she's, she's getting older and I just hadn't spent the time that she deserved. So it was lo- lots of those sort of things. Mm-hmm. So there was a whole lot of factors that yeah. contributed to you making that decision to leave that job and focus on the business and, you know, the rest of your life and aspects yeah, of your life. Definitely. Yeah. And I, and I asked that question because I know a lot of people um, get a bit fixated on, well, when will I know when's the right time? Is it when the business is performing at a certain level or when there's a certain amount of income or I've replaced my income? And I feel like it's going to be a different answer for different people because of all those mm, reasons. Definitely. And and that it's really probably more than anything, it's about being, as you mentioned earlier, open to sort of noticing what's going on, what's working, what's not working, what are the choices instead of, I think some type of people get uh, on a, a fixation on just the money um, and we're yes. going to talk about money a little bit uh, but yep. that is a factor but it's not necessarily the only factor and so I, I'm, I'm glad that you sort of shared there were other dri- drivers that influenced that decision. Yeah and yeah the money side you're absolutely right like it, it was a big um, big factor for me mm-hmm. But, and luckily I had something behind me to, and it was a big risk. And so you do need to be a little bit uh, able to take a risk. Mm-hmm. It's, there's no guarantees in business and there's, you know, there's lots of stuff around failing and being scared to fail. And and I, I, as much as I can say, it, you know, just go for it. There are things that you need to think through. You know, do you have the support um, emotionally and financially? And there's lots and lots of things that you need to think through. And mm-hmm. I guess that's where, you know, talking to people who've done it before and getting their advice and they're really sitting down and evaluating your position, your your mental state, there's so much at play. Yeah. And, and so on that question of of support, you've mentioned that, you know, your partner was all in, he was totally on board with this business. But when it came time to you to make that decision of, of taking the year off, of leaving this the, the so-called secure job, as, you know, people often say, to do something different to focus on this business how did other people respond to that yeah it's funny I hear lots of people say you know it's that whole you know 
people knock you down and but I had so much support my yeah. mum John was amazing and you know I, I really don't think I would still be doing it if I didn't have their support because mm-hmm. I'm I'm my worst critic and they have just been you know in those real down times they've just got me through it um, but even my friends and associates like they saw I think when people see people giving something a go they will just do everything to back you right buying our products and sharing our products on social media and we, we do market stores and they come down supporters and people that you know friends and like I said I think people just love to see someone giving it a go and whether whether they see that you know desire in themselves that they wish they could do it too I don't know but mm-hmm. um yeah really lots and lots of support from my son um been able to travel a bit more and spend some time together so yeah just lots of really lots and lots of support I, I can honestly say I don't think I've had anyone try and put me down it's yeah been good. amazing because lots of the women that I've been speaking to in this podcast interview series and clients I've worked with they have uh, not necessarily had a lot of of that support and I think it really it definitely makes things harder if you've got people that are the negative Nancy side of things that it doesn't help especially when there there are so many challenges in business you know it is important to surround yourself with people in whatever way you can whether for 100%. you you know you've got family support you also had family background where you mentioned a number of people in your family had had businesses before for some people mm. um, if if their family dynamic everyone is an employee um, and yes. there isn't a lot of experience of what it's like running a business, starting a business, that can be very scary for people and it can trigger people mm. in different ways. So I think the support yeah. factor is a really important one to consider on lots of levels. Yeah, yeah and I, I do think that that could really make or break you. Um, that's why so if you have that support, it just goes such a long way to, to helping you. Um, get where you want to go. Um, yeah. I mean, you can do it without it, but but I don't know if it's an age thing, Chandra. I think I've just blocked a lot of people, those negative people <laughs> yeah. in my life. Yes. I do, after 40, you do just, you know, there's people that you think, well, you don't bring any value to my life. I'm not, you know, <laughs> I don't need you. Yes, you've Marie Kondoed people. Do you bring me joy? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I definitely think that's an age thing. But, um, yeah, so uh, you attract, yeah, you definitely um, attract <laughs> what you put out as well but yeah. um, no feeling very very lucky there I definitely have that amazing support yeah fantastic and you touched on it a little bit and it is a topic that I know is very sensitive for a lot of people but I do want to ask the question about what part money has played in the transition so I guess there's there's a part that it plays early days when you're I imagine when you're starting to mm. consider leaving a job where you've got every month or every fortnight whatever your pay comes in so there's a, a factor that it plays in there and then money continues to play out when you go actually into the business but for you what were some of your observations of how money impacted or influenced the decisions that you've made yeah it's so funny I um I did an amazing personal development course um ended three months the last three months of last year and it totally flicked my idea of money on its head I've I've always been conscious that you know I'm only earning 30 dollars an hour and I'm worth more than that and I'm not going to achieve anything and I'm not successful because I don't I'm not making 100 grand a year it was all these thoughts Mm -hmm. um and so, you know, our initial goal, we're like, we're going to make a million dollars in our first year. And, you know, there's all this, you know, it's all around money. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, my coach actually said to me, he said, why a million dollars? 
And I thought, oh, wow, actually, I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I want to be able to afford holidays. He goes, why? Why do you want to afford holidays? And he really drilled down. Yeah. And it just, it's actually not about the money. It's what you want out of life. Yeah. And off the back of that, I I can live on really quite minimal amount of money now because the stuff that makes me happy isn't buying a new couch or it's not, you know, I mean, yes, I want to go on holidays and travel, but it's the the walks with my partner every day and it's the the you know beautiful moments with my son or it's like that stuff that I value more than more than money now it's Mm -hmm. it's bizarre I yeah it was I was very financially focused when I first started this business Mm -hmm. but now it's just about feeding my um my life and and what's important to me and yeah it's it kind of takes the pressure off a little bit as well yeah and it's it's so good that you share that because well, I do a lot of coaching with women about their relationship with money and it's it's such an interesting mm. aspect of our lives that we don't really get taught that much about and we just accumulate stories about money and what it means if you've got money, what it means if you don't have money and we don't necessarily delve as that coach challenged you to to go beyond the label of what we think a number means or will yeah. allow. Um, yeah. And I don't know if you've read it. It's quite an old book now, but Tim Ferriss's The 4-Hour Workweek. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that uh, I remember jumping out at me from that book um, was where he said that, that people think that they want to be a millionaire, but they don't really. What they really want is to experience the things that they believe only millions can buy. Mm, yep. And to really dig into, well, what are the things that you want to experience in your life and really how much will that cost you and some things do cost money so if, you know if you want to go and travel and you want to go on a a 10 week uh, international holiday then that's going to take some money but it yeah. may not take as much as you imagine it would until you start to actually go all right well as a little project I'll, I'll map that out and so I think it's a really interesting one to explore some of the, the the stories around money that we have and particularly when you go into business because it's not just about well, what am I losing if, if I don't have that salary? It then becomes, well, how much do I need to set this business up? Yep. How much do I need to scale this business? How much am I going to charge for the product and service? And especially if you're um, selling your own product that you have made or your own service, what I have noticed is that that particularly <laughs> women have a lot of triggers around that. And you mentioned that early on. That yeah. <laughs> Yeah, how do I how do I charge? How is someone going to value my time? Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah, that that was the hardest thing for me, especially coming from a really you know basic wage, like um, asking five times that amount. Um, mm-hmm. I just yeah, but but it wasn't till my partner and you know showed me that you've actually got a lot of value to offer. And but it was funny, just going back to on the the whole point of money. The other thing too, I think we we attach too much um, value and um, about over success to it because mm-hmm. I think you know if I've if I've done a million dollars that year, I'm successful. But mm-hmm. you know, does it does it really make me successful? Like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's so much deeper than that. I 
you know, we, we achieve so much and we gain so much and we learn so much and that's that's being successful in my eye. And, yeah, like I say, I, I, I was attaching way too much of the wrong stuff to money. So yeah. that, that's been my biggest learning in this business. Yeah, amazing. Um, and that, that actually is a great activity to do is to actually write down and define for yourself what what is success to you. And and it can and be really open to see what comes up. And I remember somebody that I spoke to once a long time ago, and this is another one of those that has has just stayed with me. Where um, he said that one of the things that he regards as success is having a fridge full of food. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was it was really interesting. There was obviously lots connected with with why that that you know associated success for him but and yes there's money that's required to pay for some of the food and all the rest of it but it's interesting when you start to explore some of the the, what are the meanings that you're putting to things and uh are you consciously aware of those or you're just running this sort of story because it's what you've always thought yeah and I think what comes out of that too is you are constantly chasing um you're constantly chasing the end goal and you're forgetting to just stop and enjoy those moments along the way like you know sit down and think okay what did I achieve today or what what happened today that was amazing or what did I do that was great or all those you know what was memorable about today I think you so sometimes you get so caught up in the end game that you just forget to enjoy those moments on the way and they're the special ones and, mm. and that's where success can come from. Like even just I, I met with a client a few weeks ago and as I, as I left, you know, I walked away and she said, now I just love having you in my life and we both had this moment. I thought that's, you know, mm. if I have made her feel that strongly, I, my job's done. Like, I'm, I'm happy, I'm fulfilled. This is how I want to be living my life. It's, it's, I, had, I left there in tears. And it, Good tears. And then I, it wasn't until I got home I thought, oh, my God, I just got paid this much amount of money to do that. But I didn't care about the money. It was just that um, I'd made this huge different, yeah. difference to this lady. And, and, yeah, it was just, yeah, it's just funny how your priorities change. Yes, uh, yeah, and look, there's there's a lot you know more that we could delve into on that, but I think it's is, is worthwhile just pulling that out because I know that for some people listening, you know, the money is a real factor, and and it does need to be. However, 100%. you you want to be mindful of what is the story and the attachment that you've got around money, and is that helping you to move forward, or is it just holding you back or setting you up for um, negative comparisons and all those kinds of things? So. Anyway, so what about um, what are some of the challenges that you have found moving into a role of of working for yourself, of having your own business? If you were to say, you know, what were some of the biggest challenges that you think you've you've overcome or you've faced? Yeah, probably my biggest challenge, but. For, for my Amazon business, the product-based business, everything was online. It was based in the US. So I think um, probably not having those interactions with people because mm-hmm. obviously coming from radio, it was fun and we were laughing and there was all people working together, we were good mates, and then going into this business where I'm literally on my computer in my office day in, day out. John was at work, so I loved having my own space, but then I really missed um, missed those, you know, personal interactions. Yes. Um and then for my consultancy, I think like we touched on, um, the biggest issue there was putting a value on my service and my time. Yeah. Um, you know, I just I just couldn't c- comprehend that someone would pay you know a certain amount of money to to listen to me and my advice. <laughs> so mindset for me, um, 
on, on that respect for both businesses is that's been probably my biggest challenge but, yeah. but also my biggest opportunity and, and where I've grown the most so I guess the loneliness and um and yeah putting that value on my time yeah are probably the two two biggest things I struggle with yeah oh and also um time management oh my god <laughs> yes. I'm a really organized person I plan but so hard to get um stay focused and there's so many you know courses to do and webinars and podcasts and all these amazing things they're all amazing but I think and I'm learning now just to pick okay what is it that's important to me right now um what's the thing I'm really working on and I need to know most about and just really sort of trying to stay focused yes and uh, (laughs) reining myself in so really planning my day you know what's the biggest thing I need to achieve today and and just sort of sticking to that so that would probably be my biggest ongoing challenge at the moment yeah and look these are the things where you you can start to realize some of the um the differences as well as the transferable things from having had a successful career, what are the things that you can overlay into working for yourself that you might not have had to think that much about when you were an employee? Um, So whether it is things like how do I feed that need for me to have some personal interaction time because I'm not going to get that naturally day-to-day in the job and things like time management when you've got other people booking meetings and that you've mm. got to be at or saying oh now I need that thing tomorrow that tends to get be an external sense of um, deadlines that creates yeah. a, a sense of time management but when it's you having meetings with yourself yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's one of those things that does take a different it's not that you can't do it but it's just a different way of approaching time management and focus and and really understanding your own key objectives or strategies that you're trying to achieve and then what do I have to do in order to do that and it can feel really uh, weird at first when you're having to manage all of that yourself but it's a really important one because otherwise time can drift and you can have the the shiny object syndrome which I know and I sometimes catch myself in that mode too but it is important to be aware that you do have to be in the driver's seat about exactly as you said what's most important for me to get done and how do I just try and get into that and not get distracted by 45 million other things definitely <laughs> and there's also you know we we're always drawn to the things that are more fun and yes we enjoy whereas those those parts of the business we have to do that we don't really want to but we just keep leaving them but yeah it's it, time management's a big one so always a work in progress that one yeah is there anything that you think that you wish you did or that you knew earlier in your business journey? Yeah, I um, I mean, with Amazon, we very quickly realised we needed to do some training, um, which we paid for. Mm-hmm. But with my consultancy, I'm still, I'm just, I'm realising now that I just think I need to get a coach myself. Isn't it funny? I'm a coach, but I haven't um, taken on a business coach. Yeah. So yeah, I've realised I Oh, I've got all these ideas in my head, but I, I really, I think learning from someone who's done it before is just absolute key um, because I think you can spend t- so much time wandering around and trialling this and trialling that and weaving down the road, whereas someone who can get you directly there at the end of the day, yes, it's going to cost you money, but um, I think they're going to save you time and money in the long run. So yeah. um, I think getting that advice on board early mm. and that experience and, and really um, soaking up from other people as much as you can. Yeah, great. And look, it is one of those things that, well, a couple of things actually, but that there's a difference between training and and having a coach or, or a mentor. And training mm. can be around being taught functionally 
how to do something or to get a qualification or accreditation or or whatever and that can depending on what you're moving into can be necessary uh, or can speed things up for you but it does fall into a separate bucket to having a coach and so I am a coach and have I did my coach training over 10 years ago now when coaching wasn't even really known what it was back then. Um, But there's some interesting distinctions around the different types of coaches that are out there. And so I think it's really important for you if you're at that point of kind of going, oh, maybe I want to look into that for you, but also for if someone's listening and thinking, you know, maybe I need a coach. There's lots of different types of coaches out there. So the first step really would be for you to work out what actually do I want to get help with because that will help you to in the hunt to find the right person because you'll need different people at different stages and mm. so for me I uh, like right now I am enrolled in a course which has someone running it so I would regard her as a mentor in that particular space but it's about a skill that I'm developing and so I put that into the training bucket Uh, and I've just signed up for another course which is again about a particular type of business model that I'm wanting to develop in my business so that's another investment but then separate to those two I have a mentor who uh, who is a mentor and a coach for me and the conversations that I have with him are different from the conversations I would have with the people that are in those other training programs and so I think it is one of those things that it's if you want to achieve something in your business or your life, whatever aspect that you're looking at, um, it's about working out, do you need someone to teach you how to do it and you're going to do it yourself? Do you need someone to help you clarify what's right for you and about of all the ideas and, and all of that, what's right for you? Or do you need someone to have already achieved what it is that you want to achieve? Because they're three different things. Yeah. And they're the distinctions yeah. that I have in my mind, particularly between a coach and a mentor. A mentor has already done or created or experienced what it is that you want to create. A coach doesn't necessarily have had to have done that because their lens is much more in the space of asking questions to help you clarify options and to make decisions and take action. So you can have someone who's a combined coach and mentor, but I just share this because I think often the terminology that people don't necessarily understand what's the difference or what do I need right now. So first step is really about kind of going, what do I think I need? What am I trying to figure out or achieve or whatever? Because then you're more informed when you start asking around or looking who's out there. You don't get caught up like the shiny object thing of people saying, oh, you should talk to this person. She's fabulous or he's great. It's got to be a match for what you actually need to achieve. And I think that's a really good starting point. Totally. And and I think too, probably the best, you know, like I say, it, it, you know, acknowledging that you can't do it on your own or no. you can, but I, I think you just need to get that advice early. But also one of the things I never prepared myself for was how much mindset has to do with running your own business. Yeah. So the turning point for me, it was an online course for three months, but very much um, hands-on with my, he was a, a coach mentor yep. and all about, you know, 
figuring out what my limiting beliefs were, where they stemmed from, um, and it just really helped me believe in myself, you know, learning that failures are good, they're okay, and yeah. um, um, they're not so scary. Like the more you make, the better it is kind of thing. And um, it's so I had this thing that, oh, it was a burden if I asked for help. And, you know, getting yourself out of your own head, I, what I wish I knew back then was to work on my mindset first, get into your head and, and get your mindset right because that's just going to set you up no matter what you do. Getting out of your own way sometimes is, is just such a huge step forward. Yeah, and it's it's so great that you say that because it's one of those things that doesn't necessarily come up on the to-do list when someone's thinking about leaving their successful career to start their own business. Like, you know, yeah. they think about, oh, I need a logo. Oh, maybe I need a website. Yeah, it's they, very practical. Yeah, all of that kind of thing. So I think it's great that, again, for people to hear that actually this is as influential a tool or a factor as any other part aspect of starting a business and in fact it for me I think it's the it's the core and the foundation across everything else because you can have the best functioning website best tools best strategies but if your mindset isn't right and it's not geared up to be helping you then then it's always going to handbrake your success totally and you know we're all very good at Mm -hmm. self-sabotage and we're making decisions based on fear there's all that stuff you know and once you can release that stuff and it's not an overnight fix it's definitely something you need to be working on all the time but Mm -hmm. I'd highly encourage anyone to really think about it and just do it because yeah it opened my eyes to things I wasn't even aware of that I was doing and things that were really holding me back and it was why I was just in this constant loop of you know I'm 50 and I'm not successful and but it's not till someone points at you down and go, well, actually, you've done this, this, this and this. You've done amazing stuff. Yes, yes. So, oh, actually, yeah, I have been successful. Yeah, wow, I've, I've, I've been incredibly successful and blessed. And, yeah, just seeing, seeing life through a lens of gratitude and, yeah, just changes everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that would be the one thing I wished I'd done three years ago, definitely. Oh, the beauty of hindsight. I know. Right? Yeah. That's uh, why we're here. We can turn that on. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now if if someone is listening and they want to find out more about you and the uh, consultancy work that you do and if maybe they're thinking about um, doing an Amazon-based business, how do they get in touch with you? How do they find out more? Yeah, sure. So there's a few ways. I've got a website. Um, my business is called Zon Lister, Z-O-N Lister. So obviously helping you get listed on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, I do a 20-minute free call. So there's a, um, a button on there. You can click and connect with me. Um, otherwise, I've got a Facebook page and also a group Aussies on Amazon. So I've just started that. So just a, a lovely group of Auss- Australians who are looking to sell. Um, a lot of people who've only just started thinking about it. So yeah, I'm going to be doing some stuff in there that's going to help take them through the journey. So so, yeah, people can connect with me. I've got Instagram, but not so active on it. I find Facebook's probably better for me. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've got the website there. If you just want to have a look around and, and get some more info, then, yeah, it's the best place to start probably. Fantastic. All right, and I'll make sure that I include the links to that in the show notes so that makes it easy for people to just click and find you. Um, Thanks, Chandra. <laughs> now, um, as we wrap up, um, any final thoughts or tips that you have got for someone who perhaps is – um, I guess whether they're thinking about an Amazon-based business or or otherwise, but perhaps they're in a situation they've been in a career for a long time, loved it, but then for whatever reason, you know, it's not as good as a fit now. They're thinking about doing their own thing. Do you have any final thoughts or tips? Yeah, I guess we've probably covered most of them off, but um, 
probably have a little bit of money behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the support, like like we discussed earlier, it just especially having a little bit of money behind you, it will just take that pressure off of how am I going to feed my family next week. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I think the biggest thing is really um, being prepared to fail, and that comes around that mindset and and learning to love it when you do. Like when you do stuff up or or something out of your control mucks up you know learn from it and and take that forward so being prepared to do that I think is a big thing yeah um you know I was so scared about failing but now I'm like you know I'm still scared but I just know that something good will come of it um, yeah I, I wouldn't be doing my consultancy if it wasn't for some of our biggest failures mm-hmm. um so and also just being really kind to yourself um Take time out when you need it. Um, understand that not everything works out the way you planned. You might set out your day with the whole list of things to do and it just <laughs> don't get any done. Um, you know, sometimes the universe has other plans for you. Yes. Um, um, have, like I said before, have your destination in mind, but make sure you slow down enough to enjoy the journey. Um, stop and celebrate the wins. Find gratitude in everything you do. Um, I guess, yeah, it just comes back to that mindset. Um, yeah. But, you know, don't be afraid. I guess that's my biggest. Just give it a go. Um, you, you don't want to live your life with regret. Really think it through and, and plan it through. And if you need a mentor to sort of guide you through those initial decisions, then absolutely do that. But, yeah, just don't be afraid to give it a try. Yeah. If someone like me can do it, anyone can. I'm, Yeah, it's, it's, you've just got to give it a go. Um, yeah. And, you know, what's, I figure what's the worst that can happen? You end up going back to a job. So be it. Yes. <laughs> This is the thing, isn't it, that I think sometimes people feel like uh, if they leave an, an industry or a career they've had for a long time to do their own thing and whether um, they get to a point where they realise, oh, actually working for myself doesn't work for me or uh, it's not what I thought it would be or I, I want to go back and supplement my income a little bit. And I know plenty of people that have done that, whether they've had a bricks and mortar store or a, an a online business where yeah. as the business is growing, they've gone and gone, well, I'm going to do some um, part-time work to have some money coming in while the business grows there's actually no harm in that in fact it can be great to fulfill those personal connections that sometimes you don't get when you're working for yourself so there's actually kind of no downside no uh, that's right if you've thought it out yeah that's what happened with us we we had some challenges in the business so I just went back to radio for 12 months I did one day a week and I loved it it was great I could go and do the job I loved go see the people I adored and come home in the rest of the week build my business so um yeah just give it a go um and but and also just reach out mm-hmm. to people for support you, you can't do it on your own you're not a failure if you're not doing it you know if you're doing it on your own just um don't be afraid to ask for help there's yeah. so much out there yes and I think that is something I know that for myself uh when I reflect back into early days of working for myself that I, I did withdraw more than would have been um, helpful for me and yeah. you know I didn't necessarily reach out to to you know connect with people I don't have and didn't really have back then many people around me that were working for themselves the and so thing, yeah. yeah having having people you can have this sort of conversation with where they get it is yeah. invaluable in whatever oh, um, so you know groups you can find that so I love the sound of your Aussies on Amazon group for, for people that are curious even about going down that path I think it's great for them to just you know connect in with a group like that and see what other people are doing have a space where they can ask questions without you know feeling stupid or anything like that but to you know build your your posse of people around you that you can 
share your wins and whinges with and uh, totally. that they kind of get it, I think is a really important yeah. um, it's, aspect it's too. Like, it's like mother's group or, you know, you, you just yes. need this thing. Yeah, that you can share. <laughs> uh, well, I've got a mastermind now of Amazon sellers. There's only there's only um, eight of us in the group. But, we yeah, same thing. We share our wins, um, celebrate our successes. We, you know, our shoulders are there if, if someone's had a huge, you know, failure. and But we just we support each other. We, we get it. Um, yeah, so I think it's really important to surround yourself with like-minded people but also, like I said before, those people who've walked that path before and mm. learn from their mistakes, don't, don't, you know, don't be afraid to ask and ask for help and, and ask for advice. Yeah. So there's lots of these kinds of support and resources that are available that when you're still employed and in that kind of day-to-day job reality, you don't necessarily realise these things are out there. So uh, you oh. know, there is a lot of support, but it's about just um, being curious and open to to asking and and finding out what's out there so that you can find the right people for you because there's lots of as you said lots of options there's lots of webinars there's lots of courses there's lots of things but you know (laughs) just sort of figure out for you you know who's your right kind of people and who are the the people that you can actually learn from that um, you feel the connection with and that they have the experience that you can learn from as well yeah and then I think it's just literally just one foot in front of the other one day at a time (laughs) keep moving forward and you know if you take one small step every single day it's amazing in 12 months time you look back and think oh my god look what I've done yes yeah for sure yeah I think yeah just keep moving forward and um yeah one step at a time don't put too much pressure on yourself yeah yeah agree awesome Nat it's been so great talking with you thank you so much for sharing your insights and your experience I know that other people will be you know really thinking about okay what are the things I can take out of that of how I can maybe start taking some of those small steps so thank you for sharing my pleasure love thank you so much for having me it's been fun (laughs) (laughs) but that's it for this episode I hope it gives you some food for thought and keeps you moving and if you are thinking about making some moves towards starting your own business, then I would love for you to come and join our free Facebook group so you can connect with other women who are on the road to working for themselves just like you. In that group, you can ask your questions, you can get some great tips and ideas and inspiration on how you can transition from a successful career to starting your own business. To find the group, just go to Facebook and search for Career Change, Start and Grow Your Own Business. That's the name of the group. And I really look forward to connecting with you there. Have a great week.